Hi everyone, this is Ashley Wood and I am Miss Mission Puerto Rico and this is my interview with The Pageant Project. Hello everyone, it is Adrian from The Pageant Project. My special guest for today is Ashley Wood, who is Miss Mission Puerto Rico. Ashley, welcome to the show. How are you? Hi, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. It's a pleasure. Now, I was just chatting to Ashley before we went live. So the Miss Mission um, pageant was back in September. Mm -hmm. Prior to that, you were apparently running some races, which we'll get into. <laughs> these are not these are not short short races for me as a non-runner. I look at any <laughs> any running over a hundred meters. I'm like, wow, that's a long run. So you you ran races. You did an mm -hmm. international pageant, and then you got married. So. Out of all those three things, which one took the most planning or which one took the most out of you? Or is it all the same? Um, I, I think it's all the same. I would have to say planning a wedding can be quite stressful. Um, my husband and I were very uh, elaborate individuals. So the planning process was quite intense. But luckily, everything in the end was a dream. Um, but yeah, it was a lot. September and October was a lot. I, I did do some races. So, um, I've been running marathons, like half marathons. And so there is a challenge in Puerto Rico called the Lola challenge. And it was my first time doing it. And it's a three day race. So it's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, Friday is a 5k. So it's about three, three miles or so. Yeah. And then the Saturday is a 10K and the Sunday is a half marathon. And they're really early in the morning because obviously in Puerto Rico, it gets really hot really early. So each race, it was like 6 a.m., 5 a.m. and 4.30 in the morning, the start times. And it was, it was pretty intense. I'm not going to lie. Um, but it was very rewarding at the end. And then I flew back home to New York, had to prepare for the Miss Mission pageant, which was the week after. So then I went to Dominican Republic to compete. And literally, as soon as I got back, I had a few days before the wedding. So it was very chaotic. <laughs> I don't know where to begin with that. There's so much to dig into. <laughs> but let, let me start with this. How were your feet at your wedding? So you, you ran all those kilometers, which means I've seen people after they've done long races. And it, sometimes it's not pretty, particularly if you haven't broken in your shoes. Then you go to yeah. a pageant, which is famously on heels all day your feet hurt. And then you went to a wedding where I presume you were wearing heels. So again, your feet hurt. Yes. yes. How are your feet at the end of all this? Luckily, you know, I have to say my feet are how my mother would like to say they're crocodile feet. And I don't mean as far as the way that they look. <laughs> um, I just have really tough feet. And I'm actually very thankful to have, you know, tough feet yeah. because I get to wear, you know, heels for a really long periods of time. And then even with running, uh, my feet has gotten used to it. I would have to say that I have, it might sound gross and I apologize, but I have lost a few uh, toenails. Toenails. Um, but they're, they're growing back. So I actually just got a pedicure yesterday and my feet look presentable, which is nice. <laughs> when, when, see, I, I have a friend who likes to run marathons and she just casually will mention, oh yeah, I lost a, I lost a toenail. <laughs> As someone who's never <laughs> run a marathon, probably never will, and never wants to lose a toenail, what what exactly happens? So you're running along, and do you even feel it, or are you so, so is the adrenaline so high that you don't even notice it? Right. Afterwards? You go, oh, so, I lost a um, some I think it depends. Sometimes in the very beginning, when I first started running, which was back in uh, two thousand and September of two thousand and twenty-one, that was actually my the first time I ever ran. And my, my cousin, she's the one who was like, hey, please do a 10 miler with me. And I said, you are out of your mind. You want me to run my first race and it's a 10 miler. Anyway, so we did the race and I did not have proper sneakers because I'm, it's my first time. I'm not into the whole running community, so I don't know what to wear. And it's obviously 10 miles, so that's ridiculous for me. And so I did lose about, uh, actually what happens is um, the, my foot was hitting so much on the front of the shoe that you end up getting kind of trauma to the toenail. And so what happens is you form uh, blood under the toenail and then that kind of, 
it, it kind of basically like stays there, dries up, and then it, it lifts the nail. It sounds really gross. I'm sorry. Uh, it, it lifts the nail and it eventually falls off. So the actual process of it falling off is not painful. However, the trauma towards it, like after you get home, you're like, oh, that, that toe hurts. Um, so that's kind of like the situation. Um, and then I think after that very first race to all the other races that I've done, my toes have been pretty good. Um, but then like prior to the wedding being that I was running consecutively, it kind of, you know, was a little, a little bit of, of trauma to my, to my feet. So then I, I lost like two more, but luckily they grew back and I was okay. <laughs> You're like, just, I know my husband's like, you guys don't make running sound pleasant at all. And I'm like, I mean, it, it all depends. <laughs> okay. As someone who absolutely detests running now, I should say that when it like, Tennis is my sport and I can okay. play tennis for hours on end and I can wear up when I was training, I would have two or three hitting partners one after the other because I would wear them out. So I can right. run, but mm -hmm. just when it comes to like what you described and you said you weren't part of the running community. So I'm fascinated to ask what got you to be part of it? Because the biggest challenge for me with running or jogging mm -hmm. is I get so bored so quickly and it, it mm -hmm. puts you in this negative mindset and then you feel like you're getting tired, even though you, I probably could run more. Right. I just find it really, really boring. So what got right. you into it? So um, I would say, well, it, the initial first run was my cousin. She kept, you know, asking me to do it with her. So I said, fine, I'll just do it. And luckily um, it was in the Bronx, which I'm originally from the Bronx in New York. And so the race start was actually across the street from my, my aunt's house. So I was like, okay, oh. fine. It's, it's not that big of a deal. We'll just, I'll just do it. I'll push through and we'll see how it goes. So when I finished that race, um, when I crossed the finish line and I received my medal, it was an amazing feeling. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. Like I really pushed through and I did the 10 miles and I got this awesome medal to say like all your, all the hard work, work you did. And then as soon as I got back to the house, I could start feeling the pain and the aches in my body. And I was like, you know what? I'm never doing this again. Like it was an awesome feeling crossing the finish line, but I'm never doing this again. And then about a week or two later, she's like, my cousin's like, oh, there's another race. Do you want to do it with me? And I was like, are you crazy? I don't want to do any more running. And come to find out, I signed myself up and it kind of took off from there. And I think what has kept me going is one, um, kind of just being a little competitive with, your, with yourself yeah. and pushing yourself to see how far you can go. And it's really, truly such, I can't really explain the feeling of when you cross the finish line and you have like all these runners next to you and you're all, you know, on the, like, going through the same thing. And once you cross that finish line and you receive your medal, or even if you don't receive a medal, you're just like, wow, I did that. I was able to accomplish it. So it's really more of like a, trying to do your personal best in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, my cousin's a little more competitive. So for her, she likes to beat her other friends and make better uh, finish time, you know? So yeah, yeah. it's more for me, it's more personal. And I think it's also helped just uh, mentally, you know, as someone who suffers from a lot of like anxiety. I, I think it gives mm -hmm. me a moment to just like think and be a little free and just, just kind of be in the moment, you know? So you're, you're, that's, you said that's kind of my, my journey with it. Your cousin dragged you into it, but your cousin, mm -hmm. your cousin is super competitive. So just to clarify, when you, when you go into it and she takes off, she takes off without you or you try she, and stay there as long as you can or um so there so the difference between her and i is yes she's competitive whereas i i i, I don't think i'm the most competitive i kind of just like it, like i said i want to outdo my my last race time let's yeah. say so it's more yeah. of a personal thing for her she, she it's personal to her but she's she's more competitive and yes she does leave me in the dust but I think the reason that she also leaves me in the dust is because she mm. actually trains for it. And yeah. for me, I was not doing any of the training. So I would literally just show up to the races. Yeah. And my family would be like, how are you doing this? You're not running outside. You're not training. You're not doing anything. You're literally just showing up to these races and doing it. And, I, and in my mind, I'm like, I honestly don't know how I'm doing it either. But moving forward now um, that I want to take it not super seriously, but just a little better. Uh, I'm definitely going to start actually doing the trainings, which help okay. with, you know, breathing techniques. It helps with your pace and that kind of stuff. So this year we'll, we're entering a whole different ballpark. So okay. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Okay. Um, why does your cousin, <laughs> why did your cousin <laughs> want you to run the race with her 
when you're only together at the start line and then she takes off. I mean, am I missing something here? Does she wait for you at the finish line? Or She does. She does. She waits for me at the finish line. Um, she doesn't finish like too much or rather I don't finish very like uh, an hour later, you know, um, yeah. but she, she waits for me at the finish line and we do start together. And it's just something like, I don't know how to explain it. It sounds crazy because you're like, well, she just leaves you and then you're just like running yeah. by yourself. But yeah. it's kind of just like we built this little team. And so it's like, oh, it's just knowing that she's there going through the same thing and we'll see each other at the finish line and give each other a high five. Like, yeah, girl, you did this. Like yeah. you pushed through and we we got it done. Um, so, you know, that that to me is is more than fine because even though it's like I'm running by myself, you still have so many people around you that are yeah. literally going through the same thing. So it's okay. And has your cousin run a marathon, an actual marathon? We we actually ran our first marathon, which was the New right. York City okay. uh, Tish Marathon, yeah. which was in November. So again, everything was back to back to back. I had the race in Puerto Rico, the pageant, wedding, and then came November. And it was our first marathon. And okay. we were so nervous for that marathon. And I was like, I don't even know how I'm going to how I'm going to do this. Like 26, 26.2 miles is is not something to take lightly, you know. No. So going into it, I was extremely nervous. My stomach was a wreck. I mean, I was like, oh my god, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Gladly and luckily, we had really nice weather. Well, according to the professionals, it wasn't ideal weather because it was pretty okay. warm. For me, I would prefer to run in a bit of warmer weather rather yeah. than when it's freezing cold outside or sure. let's say raining, you know? Yep, same. So for me, I was very excited. I was like, yes, it's 70 degrees. This is fantastic. I'm looking forward to it. Um, and it was it was a bit intense, but I would have to say that in the New York City Marathon, the amount of people cheering on you, people that don't even know you, it's, it's such a beautiful an exhilarating feeling and i had mm. um i had a, a sports bra and i had my name on it and there were so many people that didn't know me and they were like go ashley you got this keep going you're almost there and i was like oh my god these these people don't even know me and they're cheering for me and um and it took me about six six hours and change to complete it you know it was, it was pretty long um but i did it and i'm i'm very proud of myself and you know so this year i'll be doing it again and I'll, i actually got accepted into the chicago marathon in october wow so okay i'm looking forward to that as well okay i i have to ask we haven't gotten onto pageants specifically yet but <laughs> you, you you just said you were super nervous about the marathon so were you more nervous for running your marathon more nervous for getting married or more nervous for doing an international pageant? Like which one made you, which one cost you the most sleep? It sounds like the marathon cost you the most sleep. Actually the marathon, I want to say that the marathon was number one. Yeah. Uh, the wedding was number two. I think I got extremely nervous at, for the wedding probably about the day before. Um, because at that point it's like, wow, we're all this time has passed and we're actually here about yeah. to do this. And then the international pageant, I was nervous for it. But um, I was more so excited than anything. I said, you know, we're yeah. in a different country. I've never been to the Dominican Republic. And, you know, I had some girls that I already knew competing. So that was also really nice. And I was just looking forward to it. I was like, it's international. I get to represent Puerto Rico, which is something that I've been wanting to do uh, for a very long time. Yeah. And, and yeah, I think I was more excited than, than nervous, really. But can I just ask, do you normally live life at this pace because the tail end of last year you, you you casually forgot that after you got married you you ran a marathon i'm assuming that running the marathon wasn't your honeymoon so do it you normally not, no, live no. life do you I normally know. live life at that pace or was that just like a, a um i i try to i would say i i am the kind of person who likes to have kind of a busy schedule in a way of like there's so many things to look forward to uh, yeah. I, for me I just feel like I'm being a, a bit more productive um, and so a, a lot of times I am very like fast-paced and there's a lot going on but mm -hmm. I would have to say that the end of 2022 was for sure by far yeah like that was jam-packed and I look back and I'm like oh my god I can't believe I actually accomplished all of that <laughs> I know, it's, it and this year, crazy. There's, there's a lot going on this year too so it's like oh it's a lot 
Talk to me about the whether there are any similarities between planning for a pageant and planning your wedding. Because obviously there are some similarities. You've got to plan your outfit. I don't think you have to really prepare for interview yeah. when it comes right. to a wedding. Otherwise, something's gone terribly wrong. But are there similarities to planning for a pageant and planning for a wedding? Uh, I would have to say for me personally, I think the similarity would be the attention to detail. Uh, right. I, I like... I like things to be really detail oriented and organized. And so what others might not necessarily notice, it's something that's in the back of my mind. So for instance, if I'm focusing on just little details for the wedding, let's say the, the colors or how this is supposed to look on the table, like the table setting, um, that can translate to, I specifically gonna wear this color to this occasion because it has a significant meaning. Um, so for me, it's all about attention to details where maybe sometimes others might not know what's the full meaning of it. To me, yeah. I know it and it, it kind of mm -hmm. leaves me like, okay, I'm doing things the way that, you know, they should be done and how I like them to be done. So when it came to the pageant, I, you know, I wore blue and white, uh, for, for, for traveling to the, to DR and, mm -hmm. um, I had like this jumpsuit and I said, okay, well, the blue matches, obviously the, the sash, the blue also is the blue um and the puerto rican flag and mm. so it's like little things you know and my evening gown was red and that would have signified the red that's in obviously mm. the puerto rican flag as well so it's like little things again that may not seem like anything to others but to me it played a, a big part can you just give us a brief overview of the wedding itself because it sounds like there's so much planning that went oh. into it. everything had a meaning <laughs> so now i'm curious i've seen some of the photos i've been stalking you on instagram <laughs> but I, I want to i want to get the sort of more detail from yourself so can you walk, walk us through what the wedding so, was like of course so um our wedding was at this beautiful venue here in new jersey called the park chateau and it's a very the way the venue is, it's very classic and timeless and elegant. And mm -hmm. the venue itself is really beautiful that you don't really need much to add to it. It's not like a place that you have to transform for it to look uh, right. amazing, really. You know, you just add a few yeah. things just to kind of kind of take it to the next level, but it really doesn't need it. And um, that was important for us because we a lot of people call us like we're the extra couple or we're the bougie couple because we like things right. to be so extra and fancy but really we still like to keep things uh very similar to our style and we like everything to be really just classic and timeless so the whole theme of the wedding was just for it to be classic timeless and elegant and so the mm -hmm. colors that we chose were um white black and gold i love white we love black um my husband favorite color is black. He wears, that's his wardrobe. That's his uniform. He wears black it's every black. day and it's yep. always, yeah, black. So we did black and then, you know, gold accents because the, that really um, suits well those two colors, the white and black. So that was the color scheme and um, our floral arrangements were a mix of orchids, which is my favorite uh, mm -hmm. flower, um, along with some roses, some white roses. And, and everything was just like the perfect amount of what you needed. It wasn't over the top. Um, it was just, everything was just perfect. Like I, it's so hard to explain, like you would really have to see the photos to even know what I'm talking about. And I'm, I'm glad you did stalk me. So you, you, you know, kind of know what yeah. I'm speaking of. Um, but it was a dream and I'm, I'm, it, it happened so fast. Um, but I'm glad, you know, that we have pictures for memory and, and it was just, it was an awesome time with, you know, surrounded by our loved ones and our friends and we had a blast. Let me let me just ask you on the the getting married theme. the The average age in in society for women getting married and having first children, etc., it's going up and up and up. And I think there's more and more young women who now they don't even want to get married because they see mm -hmm. it as something that they really. It's like tying them down. I have a friend who says, "God, I'd never want to get married. I'd lose all my freedom," which right. is probably not the best way of looking at getting married. <laughs> um, but but to you, why is a bit of a deeper question, I guess, but mm -hmm. why was it important to get married? Because in this day and age, a lot of people go, well, you know, we've been in a long term relationship. We're living together. There's no point. Um, right. But for yourself, what was the importance or the symbolic meaning of mm -hmm. taking that extra step? Right. So for me, I would have to say that I am a combination of a traditional woman mixed with a modern woman. 
So in certain things, I like things to be a more uh, on a traditional aspect. So I always said, mm -hmm. you know, I would love to be married first and then have children and and then life take its yeah. course. Um, initially back, well, I'm 28 now, I'll be 29 in May. But back before I met my, my husband, I, you know, I was dating around, I was young in my 20s, uh, in my younger 20 years. <laughs> because time flies. <laughs> and, um, and I, I didn't really take the dating scene seriously. And I, I hadn't, I've always known that I wanted to get married, but it wasn't mm -hmm. anything really set in stone, obviously, because at that point, I didn't have anyone that I pictured, you know, my life with, oh. and I was very young. And um, I think for me, it was just meeting the, the right person and kind of after the years go on, you you can see you can envision yourself mm. creating this this partnership with them, and um, and that was something that we were bo both working towards. And it's funny because he he said, you know, I, I was planning to propose to you on our fifth year anniversary, which he ended up doing it on our fourth. But for him, it was just everything kind of aligned together, and that's why mm -hmm. he did it a year earlier. Um, and and I'm really happy. I I know that there's a lot of women who are are they don't care for marriage. For me personally, I just figure um, there's a lot of beautiful things to a marriage. And yeah, you know, I, I there's only one about one person in my family who's actually married, and that's my aunt that lives in Florida. And you know, she was the first um, she was the first person in our family to get married, which is kind of a little sad to say um be, because you know women in my family haven't had the best of luck just realistically oh. speaking yeah. and and i always um i always looked at that and, and she actually just celebrated 17 years of of just partnership not necessarily of marriage but just a partnership yeah. with her husband and i'm like that's so beautiful and i knew that i wanted that and just the way that life you know took its course i'm i'm very thankful and blessed and mm. you know sometimes you think you don't want something and then things happen and it completely yeah. changes your perspective you know so yeah so that's why i always like to keep things in the air i never like to give a definite answer because you really just never know that's and everyone true. evolves as well so you know of course can i can i just ask i mean you seem like someone who's got a lot we already discussed how manic your life can get and you seem <laughs> You seem like someone who knows what she wants is typical sort of pageant, you know, go get it, goes and makes things mm -hmm. happen. And sometimes it can be difficult to make the time to even think about dating, let alone actually finding someone that you go, wow, I could actually spend the rest right. of my life with. Right. You. Mm -hmm. How did you, how did you manage to meet your now husband? Was it chance? Was it, was it something else? So it, it, he, in the terms of, of our generation, he, he slid into the DM okay. <laughs> on Instagram. Right. <laughs> And um, we uh, we had we were following each other for a bit, and he ended up sending me a message, just something really nice, like you know you're really beautiful. And at that point, I had a, a singing video on my page because I, I do know how to sing, so I sometimes would throw these little clips on my Instagram. And he was like, "Oh, you know, you have a beautiful voice," and it kind of took from there. So we chatted a little back and forth, and um, and then we exchanged numbers. And by the end of the week, we had already gone on our first date. Wow. So it was it was interesting because. Um, like I said, I never took dating seriously. And, mm -hmm. you know, when I did go on dates, I'd figure, oh, you know, we'll, we'll just see how it goes. But for this particular one, I felt a little nervous. And for me, mm -hmm. that was a little odd because I hadn't yeah. felt that previously. So I was like, well, this is new. And when we had our date, it was just like, we clicked and we literally have been inseparable ever since. So I'm not really sure if it was fate, if it was by chance, if god was like this is the one for you like i'm not really sure how how it even happened but it happened and i'm grateful blessed and it it's really nice to say that i have somebody who's mm. you know obviously my husband but my partner and my supporter and 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 i'm grateful because i know a lot of people you know they they struggle to find that and and yeah. I always pray that everyone can have someone like that in their life and the fact that i have one at at this age and this generation is is a blessing Sounds like the modern version of a fairy tale. It's like the um, not 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 quite the princess, but you know, the sliding into the DMs. Once upon right. a time, once upon a time, there was a lovely man who slid into a pageant queen's DMs. Right. Um, look, I, that that that's perfect. I'm I'm so glad it actually worked out. And I think yeah, we should all be so lucky to find love in our lives because I think mm -hmm. without love, there's definitely something 
something missing. And I, I like right. the idea of getting married, especially if you're planning on having kids, because I think if there's one right. thing that children need, it's stability. Um, Absolutely. So I, think, mm -hmm. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, but pageantry. <laughs> Mm, right. Well, just, just, just to subtly change topics there. Um, obviously, you are Miss Mission Puerto Rico. Um, I know that you've competed in some other pageants before, but just start us off with how did you get involved in pageantry to begin with? Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's it's been Story. something that I've always, you know, uh, enjoyed watching uh, as a kid. I think everyone says this when you're in pageantry, you're like, oh, I've always been interested since little or I've always watched Miss Universe or any other pageants and um specifically for me it would be Puerto Rico because although I wasn't born on the island um I would always travel there uh when, yeah. you know growing up I would spend like three four months with my grandmother every summer and you know that was a lot of fun and and it's literally my second home and so mm -hmm. I every time I would see uh, the Puerto Rican candidate for let's say Miss Universe I'd be like oh my god I want to be I would love to be like her you know someday and and growing up, I, I didn't really think, you know, that I, I could do it. Um, I was like, oh, well, you know, I kind of think I'm pretty. But, you know, these women, you see them on TV and you're like, wow, they look out of this world, you know, as a child, yeah. that's kind of how you see it. So I kind of just let things be. I didn't really seek uh, getting into pageantry. And then a good friend of mine, she she had done a few pageants and she was like, you know, I think you would be fantastic for it. Like, I don't understand why you haven't you haven't tried. Mm -hmm. And I was still on the fence and I was like, oh, I don't really know. And then till about a couple years ago, um, I want to say it was in I think it was 2018. I said, you know what, I'm just going to I'm going to I'm just going to do it. I'm going to try. And at this point, I was about. 24 or 25 um mm. and so that's pretty late already in the game really yeah um usually girls start at young at like you know toddlers or they start um yeah. in their teens so being a 25 year old it was already it was already late or in my opinion is you're starting off late mm. and so i i had um filled out the form to do uh miss new york so i said i'm just gonna give it a shot we'll you know we'll see if i even get selected to be part of it or not so I, I got a call back and we spoke and i got you know i was able to do it and the experience for me was interesting uh like i mentioned before i'm very much into detail and organization mm -hmm. so it, it was a little it was a little crazy <laughs> it was a little chaotic and i was like okay this is cool but it's a little a lot a lot going on you know um yeah. but i you know, I, I had a good time meeting the other girls and it was a great experience. Um, it was my very first pageant. I, I didn't place and um, I definitely could have prepared way better now looking back on it. I knew that I was very unprepared. I didn't know what to actually expect. Um, and I kind of just threw myself in there, you know? So then after I did New York, um, I knew that I wanted to compete again, but I was just not sure where. And so I had waited about a year I want to say a year and a half or a year or two. And um, then I got the chance to speak to the directors for Miss Grand, um, mm -hmm. from Miss Grand USA. And yeah. so um, luckily they had appointed me the title of Miss Grand New York. And I was looking forward to that. I was like, okay, great. I know where I went wrong. I know what to do, what not to do, how to prepare. And this one is going to be better than the first time. And at this point, it was 2020, COVID came around. So everything was uh -huh. pushed back. And initially, we were supposed to compete. At, I can't exactly remember when, but everything was pushed back. So we had to wait a few months. And I was like, oh, my God, this, you know, this is crazy. Like, is this actually going to happen? But luckily, it did. So we competed um, in Chicago in June, I want to say June of 2021. Yes, okay. June of 2021 which at that point I had already gotten engaged. So I okay. got engaged in April of 21. So I was like, wow, this is a lot going on now because now I'm engaged. So that changes everything, you know, and now I'm going to compete in Chicago and you kind of go in, I kind of went into it. Like, I know people are going to know that I'm engaged and I know they're going to have questions, but luckily it was a great experience. I, proudfully say that I got top 10, which was really nice. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously there's always some disappointment because at the end of the day you want to win. 
But I was so proud of myself because I didn't actually have a team, so to speak. I didn't have anyone really guiding me. I didn't have right. um, really like sponsors. It was just me. I had a vision of how I wanted to look. I had a my own vision of what wardrobe I was going to wear and how I was going to go about things. Um, but I didn't really have anyone helping me. So yeah. to say, you know, that I got top 10 at Grand USA was amazing mm. being that it was only my second pageant as well. And at that point it was not a state level, but it was an, a national level. And so after that, um, I, I really wasn't sure if I was going to compete again, because at this point now, again, I'm engaged and we're already speaking on, you know, getting married and the wedding yeah. planning. And, um, I know that being in pageantry, you, you know, well now it's changed, but you couldn't be married. You couldn't no kids or have had a child, you know, anything like that. So it was a bit concerning. And my friend Heather, which was uh, the, the very first Miss Mission International, she, um, she was telling me about the pageant. And I was like, I was like, I don't really know, like, I would love to do it. But again, the, the, the question really was, will I be able to compete being someone engaged and going to be mm. going to be married, you know? Yeah. So um, when I spoke to the director, um, you know, I, I said, listen, I really want to do this. This will be the first time that I can actually represent Puerto Rico, which is amazing. It's something that I've, I've dreamt of for a very long time. And I don't want this opportunity to go by, but I just need to know that if I'm going to do it, me being engaged and going to get married, you know, in the next year, it's not sure. going to hinder me or, or, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be like, I don't want it to, to be kind of like a blockage, you know? And exactly. so, you know, she said, Hey, you know, this is a different pageant system. It's new and we're, we're changing the rules a bit. And she said, as long as you aren't married during competition, you're okay. Hmm. If you okay. win and you get married, you don't have to forfeit anything. You're still the winner or whatever the case may be. So mm -hmm. I said, fantastic. So that was literally my green light. So I said, okay, great. So I, I was appointed the title of, of Miss Mission Puerto Rico, which was fantastic. And now I just knew, okay, did the first pageant, did the second pageant. Now we have to really go hard because at this point I know that about 99% chance I will not be able to compete after this. So it was a really, it was a really big deal for me. And it was, um, it was something that I was working really hard for. I was, you know, uh, apart from personal training that I, that I'm getting into, I was like in the gym every day. I was, you know, making sure that mentally I was good, that I fully know who I am, um, that I was just doing all the things that I needed to do to get where I wanted to get for this, for this competition. And so to make a long story short, I competed and I got first runner up and uh, it was a lot of emotions. <laughs> it was a lot of emotions because you get so close to something that you really want. Um, and it's, it's amazing to get first runner up. But like I said before, you, you always want to win the title. Yeah. So being that I got that close and I was like, oh, first runner up and I may not be able to compete again. Like this is about the closest that I'm ever going to get, you know? Um, so I had, I had a lot of emotions going on after the competition. Um, it was kind of bittersweet and, and that's kind of how my journey went in, you know, long story short, even though it's still kind of long, <laughs> but, um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see if, if it's fully done or if there's another opportunity that will present itself. But right now I'm still kind of up in the air. We'll see what happens. Well, I mean. There are Ms. Pageants and Mrs. Pageants or <laughs> I know. <laughs> elite pageants. And once my experience with you guys has been once the pageant world has its hooks in you, it tends to never let go. Right. Um, I know. So so we'll see. But the, the mm -hmm. done for now moniker is something that I've heard plenty of times from people. And then, you know, a year later, they're in another pageant. I'm like, oh, how's right. that? Um, how's that break going for you? <laughs> We'll, That's very true. <laughs> we'll see. But um, having having spoken to Kat and talking about the Miss Mission mm -hmm. system, I know obviously the, the point of difference with the system is the fact that you get to take your own mission or what you're passionate about mm -hmm. to the system versus the system says, oh, we're raising right. funds for X, Y, Z, and you got to do that. So I'm just curious, when you went to represent um, Puerto Rico, what was your what was your advocacy? What was your mission, so to speak? My mission was based on, uh, you know, mental health, uh, being just the way 
the world is going. Um, I think we see time and time again, just uh, individuals who are suffering from mental illness. And even in my state of New York, like we see a lot of, um, a lot of, of mentally challenged individuals either on the train or in the street. And um, I, I don't feel like, I feel that now we've grown to talk about the topic more. Um, but I still feel that we have a lot of work to do. And I think we just need a, a bit more resources. And so for me, being that I struggle with a lot of anxiety, you know, and I get panic, panic attacks, this is something that I, you know, wanted to really put on the forefront. I was like, mm -hmm. a lot of people are going through this more than, more than I, more than people think a lot of people are suffering from, from something, whether it's depression or, you know, it's anxiety or it's, um, PTSD or some individuals who have suicidal thoughts, you know, mm. so it's really important that for me, not only we stay physical, but we also stay mentally healthy or at least try. So yeah. that's, um, that's been my advocacy for a while. Even back when I competed at grand, um, that was my, my advocacy as well. And, um, and I, I'm right now I'm, I'm partnered up with NAMI and I'm trying to really kind of, get back into sharing or having individuals share their experiences. So I, I used to do this, um, these Instagram live sessions of, you know, individuals sharing their stories, people who suffer with some sort of mental yeah. illness and kind of just like their journey and maybe uh, tips and techniques that have helped them along the way. And so I definitely want to bring that back. And, um, and I, I really want to get a lot of people to know that at least in New York, and I don't, and I actually think also elsewhere, but I know for, for New York, we have um, NAMI cent, uh, Metro cent, Central. So it's, it's basically, um, you get to use these resources for, for free. But the good thing about NAMI is that they, um, they don't only help the individual who's actually going through the mental illness, they also help their, their family. So right, I think a okay. lot of times we miss that. So it's like, you may have, let's say, um, I don't know, let's say you have a relative and they're going through something and you know, you're very close with this person, but now that's affecting you because you see what they're going yeah. through and you're trying to help them. So it kind of puts a strain on you as well. And yeah. so I feel that a lot of other, um, organizations kind of lack that where they what their way where they only help and treat the the person going through the issue not necessarily those around them mm. and so i think it's it's important to kind of really get people aware and con like continue to have that conversation because it's very yeah. relevant now and we see it time and time and again um and and it's something that's very serious it's, it's a topic that's very serious and it affects um i think it not only affects the individual who's going through it but it affects everybody because it kind of like sure. trickles down you know so mm -hmm. um so I, i'm trying to i'm trying to really work on that bring my lives back and um my my instagram lives and um and and probably you know maybe in the future you know have like my own small organization or non for profit or something that you know can can help others um right struggling with with mental illness right i spent some time in new york um and new york is just uh, it's, it's on another scale i mean i come from sydney which is hardly a you know a mm -hmm. rural town but even for me going to new york i was struck and this was pre-covid mind you i was struck by how really there's always something going on um, mm -hmm. I, I was on the subway. I remember the person I was with told me, if you don't use your elbows to get out, you, you'll basically be in this subway car for the rest of your life because um, you, need, <laughs> you need to push your way out. Uh, and it was just lived at such a manic pace. And even when we see it like portrayed in Hollywood, New York is always a go, 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 go. Is that, from your experience, does that in any way sort of contribute to maybe some of the mental health issues specifically in new york obviously new york had a really bad time with covid mm -hmm. which didn't do anyone's mental health any favors but right. is it is it that sort of new york mentality of go 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 and if you slow down it's weakness someone's going to outwork you does that yeah. sort of work in with the mental health issues at all um i think honestly i think they do because you know new york is very fast-paced and everything is always um it has to be done in such a 
not a timely manner, but just such a quick manner. You have to do everything yeah. just like, okay, we're, we're going, we're going, we're nonstop. And um, everything is the hustle and bustle, you know? And exactly. so I feel like a lot of times people get so caught up and they don't even take a step back to say, okay, I need to, am I okay today? Like, am I taking a second for myself? Everything is just, mm. it, it's so much work. It's so much of just going, going, going. And when do you give yourself that break? So I definitely believe that it has a lot to do with, uh, with what's going on. Um, and, and to be honest, a lot of people have this super tough exterior and, and yeah. perhaps interior in themselves, that, mm. you know, those who live in New York, because it's like, you have to be this strong person. You have to be tough and you have to always have this serious, you know, mean face when you're walking down the street. Um, and I think that, I think that's one of the things that affects uh, everybody here. So it's like, you know, you go to other states or other, you know, places and everyone looks so happy and friendly. And then people are like, Oh, I go to New York and everyone looks mean and like they're miserable. And it's just, it may be the case. It may just be kind of this, this front that they have going on, yeah. you know? Um, but I, I do believe that it contributes to, to kind of that whole, um, mental mindset going on, you know? And yeah. I feel that we need to, we need to change that. And I, and I'm not going to lie. I, sometimes you will see me walking down the street and it's just something that you're kind of raised in, like, especially being a woman, you know, yeah. um, yep. I was raised to look tough and have like this mean face. And then when you meet me, people are like, Oh, I thought you were, you look so mean, but now that I know you, you're so cool right. and silly. And I'm like, I know it's just because of the face that I have. <laughs> is it is it a stereotype i'm sure it is but you know as i said when it's portrayed in movies new york anyway or even stand-up comedians they'll say you know you don't make eye contact with anyone or people literally stand on each other's backs mm. and that wasn't really my experience of new york but i was only there that was my first time i think i was so blown away by how busy it was like i love the energy of it just because yeah. I, I'm an entrepreneur myself. Mm -hmm. So New York, it's just like, that's kind of my jam. I mean, having said that, when I go home, I like to do nothing. But when I want something right. to happen, it felt much more happening than Sydney was. And again, Sydney's not a small city. Right. But mm -hmm. New York just felt on another level. But it, surely it's an exaggeration. Like, even when you say mean face, is that is that something that you, you really have to do? I mean, because you, obviously you've traveled to other countries, other right. states. But when you go to other places, do you really have that? Oh wow, people are really nice here. <laughs> is, is, I honestly, I it it may not be like every single day of life, but <laughs> for the most part, everyone looks to me at least. Everyone looks upset. No one says good morning. I mean, it's really? just like yeah, it's it's interesting. Like I really have gone to places and people are like oh good morning, or even just going back home to Puerto Rico. Everyone yeah, is yeah. super just. Friendly, friendly nice and you know they say hi to you and you could just be walking down the street and they're just very polite and then you come to new york and it's like okay just get to where you're going you don't have to say anything to anybody i mean you can obviously it's, it's great to be polite um we're not saying yes. not to be polite but it's yeah. just everyone over here is kind of just in their own world and again everything yeah. is just a hustle and bustle so nobody's like going out their way to say hey how's it going oh hi good morning yeah. to a random joe on the street it's just not really gonna yeah. happen you know so um in, in movies i think i think there's always some exaggeration Oops. but there's still some level of truth to it <laughs> okay i i asked because i was over in texas in july uh last mm -hmm. july and um i would go out for a walk and everyone there because it's you know the deep south everyone there would say good morning how are mm -hmm. you? Good afternoon. And everyone there was just so welcoming and friendly. And I was yeah. a bit taken aback by that because in Sydney, it's not unfriendly, but it's certainly not that level where you go out and everyone says hello to you. And they right. genuinely look, they look happy. They, right. they don't look upset or mean. Um, right, so right. I, I just find, I find it fascinating when you go to different countries, yeah. that level I, of indeed. Mm -hmm. I think, I think if, if you get that over here, it's probably in, your neighborhood and you already right. see the familiar faces then at that yeah, point yeah. it's kind of like course. a hi hey how's it going and you just keep going but for more of like just a random person on the street you may not necessarily get that you know actually yeah. <laughs> on the on the contrary I've, I've seen times where i've been walking on the street 
and there will be a, a gentleman or a lady and they're like, oh, you're, you're so pretty. Put a smile on your face because I look maybe a little upset or uh-huh. I look like I have an attitude, but it's just, it's literally just my face. <laughs> it's just programmed. <laughs> okay. So when you, then when you go into a pageant where you probably looking mean, is not going to serve you that well. Do you have, did no. you have to reprogram your face Yes. or do you just yes. do normal face? I mean, you're no, so used to putting to. on the front. I have to definitely program myself to be, I actually have to program myself to be a little extra nice because okay. at that point I may think that I have a regular face and then someone's like, you look, you look a little angry or you look like you have an attitude or like in a bad mood. And I'm like, right. Oh my God, this is just my regular face. <laughs> <laughs> so when I go into, when I'm in pageant mode, I have to know <laughs> to like keep it, smiley often um although you you do catch me looking a little more focused um and i think i think that at miss mission i was very friendly and talkative and you know having fun but i was also super laser focused on like the end goal you know um but it's just funny when people say that they're like you you look a little you look a little upset i'm like i'm having a fabulous day (laughs) It's always good to hear, isn't it? Because I think I have a similar face. You know, they call it the resting bitch face or whatever you yes, call it. Yes. And I, I apparently have a really good one of those. And people go, well, you look so angry. Like, what, 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 what's wrong? What, what, what do you mean, what's wrong? There's nothing wrong, but you look so upset. I get that all the time. Even my mother's they, like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm peachy today. <laughs> it's just what you want to hear, isn't it? When you're having a really great day and someone comes up and goes, what's wrong? Like, nothing's wrong. I oh dear. <laughs> um, just before we move to the final 10 questions, Ashley, mm-hmm. tell us a little bit more about your life outside of pageants. So obviously we've heard about the running and I know mm-hmm. that um, you're looking to get into personal training, but yep. what do you do outside of the crazy world of pageantry? So um, I have my certification in pharmacy, um, pharmacy technician. So I have more of an entrepreneurial spirit. However, I did mm-hmm. want to keep pharmacy as kind of my safety net. So um, I, I do have that. And um, right now I currently am taking care of my grandmother. Um, she got pretty sick the past, uh, at the end of 2022. And so um, right now I'm, I'm like her home health aide. So I'm with her from Monday through Thursday. And, um, and I still get to work on my side project, which would be, um, you know, doing the studying for the personal training exam yep. that I'll be taking soon. And um, so I, I, I help her and then I try to do that so I can finally take the test and, cool. and hopefully get certified. Um, but basically, I'm just looking to continue my running. Um, that's, that's still what I'm doing now. And I do have some big races coming up uh, later on in the year. So I had to, you know, get myself ready for that. Um, and then I got certified in nutrition coach and I, and then hopefully I'll be certified in personal training. So, um, I'm really looking to, you know, kind of build clientele and just, um, Mm help them with their physical journey but i want it not only to be physical i want it to be more of like health and wellness so um i want it to still have to do with your mental health your physical health um and just you just being healthy all around and um apart from that i i had started a a cosmetic line um called caribe beauty so i had started that uh i want to say during the pandemic and then i kind of put it on pause just because there was so much going on and um i i needed to just like focus on other things so i'm looking to kind of rebrand and bring it back so the ultimate goal would be health wellness and beauty with with a stronger focal point on the health and wellness but i still want to throw in beauty um throw in the beauty to that because i at the end of the day i do love everything beauty whether that's like skincare hair care um or that kind of thing so i think everything kind of ties in together um but yeah i'm i'm very i'm very just kind of it it sounds crazy to say like oh i'm a very chill person because there's so much going on but i am really just a chill person um a lot of the times if i'm not home i'm with my grandmother or with relatives Mm -hmm. um i was telling my friend the other day i'm like oh lately i have like no social life (laughs) i barely go out i barely do anything 
Um, so I'm really just like all about family um, and, and just bettering myself. And, and I like to keep myself busy. You know, I like to yeah. be active in different things. So that's why I'm always looking for, I'm always looking for something else. Like, oh, what else can I get into? Um, because I just, I just like to be involved in so many different things. Yeah. Looks like you have to keep your, it's important to keep your mind active mm, as well as your right. body. Which is very but, important. Um, yeah, I think going through the mental health things that you have, then I think the, the tying that in with the physical side mm -hmm. is really, really important because, mm -hmm. you know, you, I don't, I think the two are so intertwined, oh, mental yes. health and physical health, mm -hmm. you really can't look at one without looking at the other. So mm -hmm. um, that, that sounds super exciting. I, I find it hard to believe that you're chilled, <laughs> as you said, the manic the manic end of 2022 and you say you're chilled it's like when you say you have your new york face on and you're really happy but people think you look terribly mean i'm like I yeah know. i'm not not quite it's, getting the chill vibes i feel like it's the perfect example of my zodiac i'm a gemini so i think that okay, is yep. the absolute definition it's like right. you get one or you get the other i'm either really chill or i'm like doing a million and one things but I, I try to keep it balanced though I always say everything has to be there's a there has to be a balance in life like just you know you, you can't you can't overdo it and luckily for yeah. me in 2022 that wasn't overdoing it because like i said i still had a little bit more energy you know um so so to me in, in other eyes they'll be like you're crazy but i was like no i, I think i'm okay i got this yep well i agree with that i mean you certainly had a manic uh, manic end to 2022 <laughs> but you kicked off a lot of goals so mm -hmm. yeah keep going um just before we do the final 10 anyone that you want to give a shout out to for supporting you along your journey <sighs> there's a lot of people i definitely just have to say my husband because he supports me in any crazy ideas that i have and <laughs> obviously my family and um you know my pageant friends like kat she's been she was amazing actually when we were in dr she her and i we were like this the whole trip and um i definitely could not have gone through that week without her and even our yeah. other friend Alyssa, like i i love them to death we have a group chat and they're amazing so i want to give a shout out to them um and just all my other close friends that have been with me throughout all my uh crazy endeavors and all my journeys um i would have to give a shout out to them and that i appreciate all of them and i love them and stay tuned for whatever other craziness i have coming along <laughs> you have uh, someone on youtube a rosa rodriguez who oh, apparently is <laughs> okay so rosa is wanting mom. a shout out of course my mom hello that's that's without a doubt <laughs> yes thank you mom <laughs> Yeah, she always it's funny. Me and everything too. It's and my funny you mentioned too. you mentioned Cat. I and you talk about mean face. Cat has the least mean face I can I can imagine. I she doesn't she's, have mean face. No, she's, she's always happy and smiling. I know, I know. She's so cute. Yeah, I love her. She's she's the best. And honestly, when she won when she won the title of uh, Elite Miss Mission, Elite. I was yeah. on the stage crying i was like my tears were coming out because i was so happy for her and i know how long of a journey she's had and yeah. how hard she's worked yeah. for this moment so i'm so proud of her and i'm i'm looking forward to see what else she has in store and um and she's she's literally the best and she's yes she does not have a mean face at all <laughs> i would love to see a photo of you two together where you've got on mean face and she's just got on her face you you two couldn't look more different, like more like you're, you're brunette. She's redhead. You're darker skin. She's pale, and then you got the mean New York face, and she's got this smiley face. I you're know. Like, you represented the same country, really? Are you sure? I know. Anyway. So funny. Oh dear. All right. Let's go through to these final ten questions, and then we can wrap up. So, ten random questions. Number one: What is your favorite word? My favorite word. Ooh, that's a good question. I would have to say my favorite word. Oh, it's not really one word. It's a phrase. Does that count? Yeah. It's get your life. <laughs> it's get your, get life. your life. Get your life. What does that it's mean? Not... <laughs> I tell everyone this, like, it's just a phrase that I use. Um, like if, for instance, I use it with my mom a lot and she, she does baking on the side. So sometimes she'll tell me about something and I'm like, you, what, you haven't done that? Like, or you're, you're crazy. Like this looks amazing or whatever the case is. And I'm like, mom, 
get your life. <laughs> it's just like a like a get it together. Like you're you're bugging out right now, you know. So I, okay. I love to say that. I say it to everyone. I'm like, get your life. <laughs> I've never heard that phrase before. That that definitely can be uniquely yours. Get your life. <laughs> All right. That sounds like a really good marketing slogan. Maybe maybe get that should be life. the slogan for your personal training business. Right. Get your life. I know. You want to lose ten pounds? Get your life, and and I'll have my company. <laughs> Wow. Okay. That was the first. Uh, number two, what is your least favorite word? My least favorite word would have to be. Mm, my least favorite word would have to be. This kind of sounds a little like personal in a way. Uh, my least favorite word would have to be demon. And that sounds very weird, but the reason that I say that is because uh, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm the most religious person. However, um, I do have spiritual like moments where I'm trying to be connected and just like on a, yeah. my faith, you know? Yeah. And um, I'm the type of person who, although let's say I love scary movies and like Halloween is my favorite holiday. I never like anything that's related to like the devil or demons or anything like okay. that. And so like when people even sometimes you look at someone's caption and they'll use a part from like a song and it's like, for instance, like we're on demon time. I just don't like things like that. So that's like anything related to that. I'm like, I'm not using it at all. Like, no, it's weird to okay. me. I just don't, I just don't like it. So it's a very that's random, but yes. No, I get that. It's a, it's an interesting one because um, I'm learning because I play the violin and I'm learning Devil Went Down to Georgia. And mm. um, oh, I can't remember who, who performed it, but Charlie Daniels. And um, he was saying because that song got picked up and put in, you know, one of those Guitar Hero video games right. on the PlayStation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But apparently in that, sometimes the devil can win. Obviously in the song, the devil loses. But in the game, right. the devil can win. And Charlie mm. Daniels said he really didn't like that because the whole point is that it's, the devil or the demon has to lose. We don't right. want it where the devil's winning. Right, exactly, but yeah. I do understand I what think, you mean I think by that. people throw it around too loosely. And for me, it just makes me feel like a kind of way. And so yeah. I just, it, it would have to say like demon devil kind of word. I just don't mm. like that. Yeah. yeah. Or like even yeah, of no. like those costumes, like I would never. It's just, some people think it's just like, oh, it's just Halloween. It's not nothing. I'm like... I'll, I'll pass. Thank you. Fair enough. Um, question three in life, what gets you excited or what turns you on? New opportunities to grow, new opportunities to grow and new ch uh, challenges. That's some, like things that are going to be uh, more challenging for me. And I want to uh, see if I can, you know, push through and get, get to the end, kind of getting like to that finish line. So that gets me excited. I feel your mom is answering the questions for you. So uh, first, off, first off, she said that would be a great photo, photo of you and Kat. But then she's written, favorite word is perhaps. And then that's she's written, true. I think, for what turns you on, Starbucks. Um, that's true, too. That is very true. I, I love Starbucks. Yes, I buy Starbucks every day. I know some people are like, why would you spend your money? But yes, I am a sucker for Starbucks. I do use the word perhaps a lot. Um, so I guess that could have been my favorite word, perhaps. Um, but I think my my phrase yeah. is still get your life. <laughs> but it's so funny that she's, <laughs> she's throwing out all my business. <laughs> oh, then now she's written, we love her. Um, Lex T has also written, hello, oh, love you, Oh, that's my Ashley. cousin. Love you, Lex T. She, she just turned 18 on Friday. That's, that's like that's, my little baby. Yeah, that's Lex not the one T. that makes you run? No, no, no. That's actually oh, her okay. sister. Her sister. Oh, okay. That makes me run. Yeah, yeah. Her older sister. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. the one, the one, let's do a race together and then leave you and on the starting line. Yeah, together. I know. Um, all right. So we had question three. What turns you on? Question four is what turns you off? What turns me off, I would have to say is, well, there's actually quite a few things that turn me off. Um, I would have to say just negative people. Mm. Just people who they're they're debbie downers they just you know it's like you you tell them about something that you're looking forward to and they're they want to give you yeah. everything negative yeah. about it or why you shouldn't do it or or all the negative things that could come from it 
Um, mm. I just don't like any negativity. I think I've, I've shifted a lot of my mindset on just sticking to things that are just positive, things that are going to make me grow, um, you know, happy things. We live in a world that there's so much violence and negativity going on around us that I just don't want to be surrounded by people who yeah. are just in a, in a negative mind frame, you know? Yeah. So I that's definitely that. a, a huge turnoff for me. I think it's very important. You've got to be careful who you tell your, your goals or your side hustles yeah, to because it's really some true. people are it's so very, judgmental very and it's the last yeah. thing you need. Like if you have mm -hmm. a little bit of self-doubt yourself and then you have these other people piling on with all the things that could go wrong. I'm like, no, I don't, right. I don't need that. Exactly. I really yeah, don't. it's so true. Uh, number five, what sound or noise do you love? What sound or noise? Hmm. I really love the sound of coquis in Puerto Rico. They're the, um, the the frog native to Puerto Rico. And they make this, to me, I find it's just a nice soothing sound in the nighttime. Um, yeah. I, can, I can't mimic it, so I'm not even gonna try um, to, to try and show how it sounds because I would make a fool of myself <laughs> and it wouldn't even sound anything like it. But um, if, any, if you don't know, just, I would say Google the coqui sound from Puerto Rico. Okay. Um, I love the way that sounds. I love uh, my cat's meow. <laughs> I'm a big cat lover. Um, so I would have to say, I mean, there's there's definitely a few, but I would have to say I love those. Unfortunately, okay. the, for the coqui, I'm not in Puerto Rico, so I only get to enjoy it while I'm there. Um, yeah. But I, I still love it, though. Question six, what sound or noise do you hate? The sound of ambu ambulances. In New York, you get a lot of. Actually, it's 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 between two: the ambulance and then uh, the police cars when they have their yeah. sirens on. I, it's it's so loud and noisy, and when they pass by, it's like you can't. I feel like I can't even concentrate. I'm like, oh my god, it's so loud, you know. So I I definitely have to say that I do not like the way that sounds, and we hear it quite often here. So. Would it be once a day several times a week oh several times a day uh, several oh, wow. times a day yeah it's Jeez. okay yeah new york is new york is crazy <laughs> new york is crazy especially in the bronx i would have to say yeah yeah fair enough um question 7 if you could have any superpower what would you pick and why i would have to choose the power to heal. I would, yeah, I'd have to choose the power to heal because, for instance, like, you know, seeing my grandmother go through the pains that she goes through, mm -hmm. you know, it's it. It makes me feel sad. You know, I don't. No one wants to see their loved one going through yeah. through any kind of pain. Um, you know, there are children who are battling, let's say, with cancer or just you know anything like that. Like, I just would love to heal people. And have them, you know, be free of all the pain. I would definitely have to say that. I would love for that to be a superpower of mine. Mm -hmm. Question eight: What job other than your own would you most like to attempt? Hmm. I would have to say being a sportscaster. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. So initially, when I was in school. Um, when I started college, I was going for communications and broadcast journalism. And I wanted to get into sports casting, but for, for football, for the NFL here. And um, that was something that I was going for, for. Obviously life has its turns, you know, and it takes yeah. its course of its own. So it did not happen. But if I would have to do it again, I would definitely say I would, I would go back to that for sure. Uh, question nine, what job would you definitely not like to attempt uh to be a dentist i don't even like to go to the dentist <laughs> i mean i go but it's my least favorite place to go to um as far as anything like medical so i would have to say yeah i don't i don't want to look at people's mouths yeah i hate the dentist yeah. and my my my, my sister-in-law is a dentist and i'll say it in front of her i hate the dentist like no offense but i hate the dentist yeah i can't mm -hmm. i can't imagine anyone likes going to the dentist i mean you 
that sound of that drill oh that's oh, terrible no, no, and no, then no. when they, they always poke you with those needles in the teeth and like does that hurt like what yeah. do you think yeah but the thing that really you tell me if your dentist does this because i'm sure they all get together and they plan this they <laughs> wait till they have five hands in your mouth three instruments and a piano and an organ and a violin then they ask you how are you yeah when oh, you have yeah. everything in your mouth they're like yes. how are you yeah <laughs> i i think actually i think that's a requirement that they need like that's like a must like if you are a dentist you must do this to your patients <laughs> oh, i'm glad to hear it's not just australian it's, dentists no who do it's that. not just it's, you guys no we, we get it over here too <laughs> absolutely infuriating anyway um, final question if heaven exists what would you like to hear god say when you arrive at the pearly gates oh i would love for him to to say you may enter welcome i've been waiting for you <laughs> i would love for him to to um or rather i would love to know that i have done a good job of being a good person with good morals and good values and um and i did what i had to do to actually end up in heaven and not anywhere else so yes that that would be i would love for him to be like come in my child i welcome you enter yes yeah. <laughs> i think one of my other interview interviewees said the worst thing that you could hear is oh you sorry you're in the wrong place oh. you, you need to <laughs> you, you need to go to <laughs> yeah that's probably I, not what you want to hear i would be very worried yeah i'd yeah. be very very worried well Ashley, it's been a pleasure getting to chat to you. Thank you so much for yes, coming on. Thank you. I had so much fun. I, I actually did not look mean in this interview. I laughed about 90% of the time. So that's a good thing. <laughs> so are you I, I able, had a really good time. Are you able just for completion's sake to show us your mean face? I'm I'm <laughs> interested to see what mean face actually looks like. Um, okay, at first I'll have to like get get the giggles out. Okay. <clears throat> Me walking down the street. <clears throat> yeah. No, you've train. got the frown. You've got the frown going on. You've got the creases between your eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you look very unimpressed. Are you one of those people who can raise one eyebrow? I think this one's always naturally raised. I, I can't oh, do it okay. on purpose, but I think this one's right. always just like the way... I, don't, I honestly don't even know how to explain it, but if you if you look at my photos, the majority of them, my left brow is usually raised. Okay. Um, and I would have to really think about it to to keep like a face where they're leveled, because most of the time it's one is right. always up. Yeah. Because I was going to say when that eyebrow went up, that was like the best unimpressed look I've ever seen. <laughs> You're going to make an excellent mother. Keep that one in handy for your <laughs> <I> children. <don't... laughs> It's like, really? You're going to try this with me? I don't think so. Right, exactly. Um, all right, perfect. Well, I'll keep you on the line with me for just a second whilst I hang up with the audience. But thanks to everyone for watching, and we will speak to you next time. Bye for now. Hey, thanks so much for watching. Sorority Access is now open. So if you'd like to join an amazing group of women and learn how to be the most powerful, confident, and impactful queen possible, head to thepageantsorority.com. I'll see you there and see you in the next video.